Gary thinks we should keep up with the crawl because they know what we're doing, but they don't know that we know what they're doing. And basically, no one else has a better idea. So fuck you. Hello and welcome to Tripod, a podcast about cinema's unofficial trilogies. Three films which are not linked by the usual elements like characters or plot, but instead are connected by a director or writer or actor or sometimes much, much less. I'm Tyree. I am Matt. And today we will be conquering the Golden Mile. 12 pubs along the legendary path of alcoholic indulgence. There was the first pope, the old familiar, the famous cock, the cross hands, the good companions, the trusty servant, the two-headed dog, the mermaid, the beehive, the king's head, the hole in the wall, all before reaching our destiny, 2014's The World's End, directed by Edgar Wright. That's not bad. That's pretty good. That's slow clap from Matt. That's that's gonna take some beating for for the intros. Okay. Oh, I got a delivery. Oh my oh. god! Live on the pod. <laughs> One sec. Fuck me. <sighs> Matt has now left the room. He's getting his delivery. <sighs> Why did I agree to this? Fuck. <gasps> False alarm. The delivery wasn't even for me. Some guy asking <laughs> if he could come in to deliver at 105. I'm Tyree. Huh? I'm oh, Tyree. Right. I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that was the longest intro ever. Sorry. Oh my god. Sorry, man. The third and final installment of the Cornetto trilogy, The World's End. That is the subject of today's podcast. Again, we're not end. eating Cornettos. Fuck. And you know what? We set up we set up a precedent where we would have like candy from the I don't think lollies we did. You kept, from you the kept, milk you bar. Kept, you kept uh, playing that and I was like I ain't gonna buy gonna... you shit every episode. That'd be a lot. We'd be pretty, we'd be pretty round. Yeah. By the end, maybe like once every trilogy, you know. Yeah, I ep- think so. Yeah. One episode just top things off. Well, this episode, this maybe time... it's like a triple bill. We're going in to watch a triple bill, and we get a bit of lollies for the. Yeah, the first time we did, for hot uh, for Shaun of the Dead, we had those uh, Swedish fish. Yeah, and they weren't great. No, they were so. Did bad. you throw them away? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was they were terrible. They weren't. Too, they weren't great. They looked right. cool though. Cool packaging. Points for packaging, right? I mean, yeah, I think it was just because it was a box. Well, yeah, we should have definitely bought Cornettos that day. That would have been smart. Yeah. Uh, because this is the Cornetto trilogy, baby. Yep. Uh, and today's episode is Peppermint Cornetto. Green. They. I feel like they could have done the blue one, but that was for Hot Fuzz. Was the, blue the uniforms blue, the, for the police. Yeah, but I, I always think of blue for this movie because of the eyes and the, the blood. The blue lights. That makes sense. And the blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess they, they went with green apparently because of green skin aliens. Yeah, like alien that sci-fi type, you know, stuff. Sci-fi stuff. Yeah. But that would have worked well. That would have worked well. Um. Uh, yes. You. This is the first time you saw this, this film, This is the first right? time I saw this movie. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, and I, for some reason, had always heard, or maybe someone told me once and I just ran with it, that it wasn't great. Given how much you liked Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, why would, why did you not see this for so Again, long? Again, I think it came at a stage, this movie came at a stage. Uh, 2014? Yeah, I want to say 2017, actually. No. Oh. Not 10 years after no. Hot Fuzz, that's crazy. But he did do uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, uh, but Scott Pilgrim's like 2010. Have the true grit notes up. What is wrong <laughs> with me? Oh my god! You're still in that I... Bronco Bridges state. Uh, I shouldn't have mentioned it. I keep doing this. I'm sorry. You gotta do it every time. Ah, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I have my notes right here. The film came out in 2013. I'm way off track. Yeah, there you 2017? go. 2017. Ten what years old. What the hell is wrong with me? Ten years old. Oh, you know what? 
Do you know why I mentioned 2017? Why? I was looking up 2007, a year in film. I was looking at all the movies that came out in 2007 because that's when Hot Fuzz came out. Uh. And there was some guy, some critic, I don't know who, saying 2007 was a great year for film. I can't wait to, I can't wait to see what happens next in 10 years' time. Oh, so I jumped right. forward to 2017 to see what came out. Oh. I can't remember what came out, but it was like... the. I saw the list of top 10 grossing films. Four of them were like superhero movies. Yeah, like right. Spider-Man, uh, Wonder yeah, Woman. Yeah. Why... Like um, Hulk maybe or Ragnarok. Has ever been a year that's like, oh, that was a real stinker year for film. Like, surely there's enough the films each year strike, to do it. The Strike, I right? think, produced some bad oh, movies, okay, but so I can't remember what they are. We'd be talking like 2008 ish. Yes, yeah, so like Transformers not. Two, uh, Quantum, Quantum of Solace, Solace, which, which you say I is like. Pretty good film. I like. I like uh, it just because of how much I like Casino Royale. Yeah, and, I feel like and they're linked. They are linked. Totally linked I watched yeah. it again recently. I was like, I would, you know what? Because of how crazy Skyfall is, like in terms of like the yeah. plot, like being yeah. like, if you yeah. actually put that under a microscope yeah. at all, it falls apart like crazy. Yeah. Um, I yeah. like, like I would say my ranking is Quanta, uh, uh, is Casino yeah. and then Skyfall and Quantum, like very close. I don't really know which order. What couldn't it? What the is that, hell? Is that the delivery guy again? Yeah. Oh my God. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, yeah, I would say Casino Royale. What? Quantum and then yeah. Skyfall I and then not. and then yeah. uh, the last one and then the Spectre one that was real bad. Yeah, he said Spectre. Wait, that wasn't the last one that was real bad. Spectre was bad, but it yeah. was uh, the last uh, one. I would the no fifth time to one die. I would rank fourth out of the five Craig ones. Oh, Spectre's worse. Oh yeah. Wow. I saw that scene where spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, where Blofeld dies in the fifth one. The fourth one. No, Blofeld dies in the fifth one. Oh, yeah. Sorry, He's in prison. He gets the yeah, weird yeah, eye yeah, thing. Yeah, of course, yeah. That's so weird. It was like such a weird staging of the scene. I was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. what? He's yeah. dead? Yeah, the first the, the first. Christoph that I Waltz as well didn't... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to judge. No, no, no. It seems he, like he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be there, I don't think. The first oh, yeah. three that yeah. I mentioned in that franchise... Fair enough. I, I, I rate pretty highly, especially Casino. But the last two, I'm like... They, yeah, what yeah. Cornettos would, uh, would those first three films get? Ooh. Um, Skyfall's kind of blue So that gets a, a plain one How many Cornetto flavors are there? I feel like there'd be heaps There'd be heaps Hang on I reckon I reckon the original The original No but that's blue Maybe green for Casino Because it's green Like the felt on the card Like on the poker tables Hang on, I'm getting a ho- I'm getting a whole list of flavors here We've got soft cookie And chocolate That's a weird Is there Tips a... 5MP What the hell does that mean? Tips... Soft strawberry Wait what? Tips 5MP Tips 5MP What the hell does that mean? Is that a flavour? Cornetto Tips 5MP um, We got soft strawberry Strawberry single Strawberry 6MP What the hell? Why? Mint single? Classico single? What the hell are these things? MP I'm sorry This <sighs> Viewers I'm Listeners Whatever viewers. I'm so sorry <laughs> This doesn't need to be... So, tips refers to... It's just, like, literally the bottom bits. You can oh, buy yeah. little biscuity bits. Uh, I think there's just, like, four or three flavors. There's four flavors, I think. There's the classic, strawberry, mm. mint, and then this new one, uh, soft cookie and chocolate. Mm. Which is a weird way of saying cookies and cream, I guess. Yeah. Um, mm, there you go. Thanks, streets. What is the world's end about? It is about a group of friends... Yeah. Who it's specifically kind of who want to diverged? Who diverged? Who've yeah. grown apart? They are brought together by one of them, Gary King, <laughs> who wants to uh, go on this infamous pub crawl in yeah. their hometown of yeah. Port Newhaven. New Haven? in their hometown. Yeah, New Haven. Basically, they want to go on a pub crawl. Uh, he's Haven, living in the yeah, past. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, As the, they the go on this mile. pub crawl, which you know many of the members of this team are begrudgingly. 
going along with, uh, they find out that their town has changed rather dramatically in that yep. it has been taken over by aliens. Yep. And the change uh, is yes. kind of masked as like, oh, you know, big business yes. has moved in. It's been gentrified. Everyone's, yes. you know, the charm has been lost. Yes. There's this, they're constantly alluding to things feeling different. Mm. And they're constantly wondering, have we changed or has the town changed mm. or both? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out the town has changed mm-hmm. in very dramatic ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the basic idea. And yeah, you're right. The, the entire movie is foreshadowed in the start, in the opening. Yeah. Um, basically, the they, they went on this pub call when they were kids. And the same, ev- the exact same events sort of happened, but with aliens in the... In the yeah, mix. basically when they were teens, like every time one of them get, yeah. got lost or met someone or, you know, something happened, they basically yeah. do that again, like yeah. what, 20 years in the future. That's right, yeah. But yeah. with the alien cyborg people yes. affecting yeah. it. Can I say, Yeah. can I say right here, right now, uh, I fucking love this movie. Yeah? yeah? It's so good. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think you may have asked, maybe off mic or maybe, I don't know. But you asked me uh, why I hadn't seen it. I heard it was bad. Um, I think, again, I was at a stage where I was at my most pretentious and annoying. And I was like, oh, I'm above these kind of comedies. I want art house films mm. where no words are spoken. Ah, I don't know why okay, I went right. British. Maybe it was a mix of someone giving it a bad review and me just feeling that way. And thinking, maybe I won't like this film. Uh, and I was a complete idiot. I'm a dumb, dumb idiot. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie was great. I loved it so much. I'm so glad to have seen it. I know, right? It's, it's kind of... Um I remember watching it and I think because like there's there's statuses that films kind of occupy in my brain where yeah. I'm like the one I mean speaking of Casino Royale it's kind of like oh it's untouchable it's like the best Bond it's so good it's whatever. back to Casino Royale <laughs> no but it's, I'm just looking at it literally on my shelf right there but it's like there's oh. certain films and actually all of those ones on the on the shelf there Django, Back to the Future, Operation Avalanche. Oh, I've got my Cowboy Bebop DVD. I've been looking for that. That's not yours. That's mine. That's my friend Simon's. Are you I sure? Know, I know it because I'm I've, missing one. I know that because I've had it for him, for him for like four years. Are you quite sure? Yes, very okay, sure. Fair, fair enough. I yeah. shouldn't have judged. Uh, but I am though. missing one. I thought. That's really funny. Such an idiot. That's really funny. No, that's Simon's. <laughs> uh, Simon, you can't have it back. No, do you know I've tried to watch that series like four times? Fuck, it's it's on Netflix now. I know. It's I just, so good. It is good, but I just haven't, for some reason, I can't get into it. It's just chuck it on in the background. You don't have to. I don't want to do that. I hate watching shows like that. My brother does that. He watches like really intense dramas like while he's like walking around on his phone. And but this is, it's like music. It, uh, that sounds so pretentious, but it's like music in a way. You can just have it on the background and just have it going off. It's I like, feel like I would need to pay attention though in a bit weird way. I mean, each episode is kind of disjointed. I it was going to say, does it ever connect itself? Because that's what I'm waiting loosely, for. Loosely. Loosely. But at the standalone episodes, <sighs> it's like book one of fucking Avatar. Water. Whatever it is. Yeah. Book I mean, one? they yeah. did their, they did their work with the theme music and intro. Like, they didn't need to do any more after that. Yeah. Yeah. And the animation is also... But anyway... Character like, design and everything. Like I was saying, my thing with the this voice film, acting. Anyway. My thing with The World's End is that I... Hot Fuzz is one of those films that I, like, get jealous about having not done. It's so good creatively that I'm like, oh man, it would be cool if I could have done that. You know, it's a dumb thing to say and dumb thing to imagine, but there are certain movies that come out where I'm like, man, this is, this is something that I would be so happy if, if this could, why not me? This could (laughs) have been me. Like that kind of thing. God, why Uh, didn't you make me talented? Yeah. And so that hot fuzz hits that echelon of things in my mind. Whereas this one, the world's end, um, I think potentially because of, certain like maybe third acty kind of problems i'm not really yeah. sure that's what i used to think but i'm not sure if i think that anymore yeah. like 
it doesn't quite hit that, but I think only because of Hot Fuzz. Like, this is one of those films that I think... Right, it's living in the shadow it, of Hot Fuzz, you think? Like, well, it's living in the shadow in of mind. its brother film, for sure. Yeah. Like, if these are three brothers yeah, or three yeah, sisters yeah. or what, just three siblings, I think yeah. this one is only detracted because it's in the shadow of Hot Fuzz. Whereas mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz, for me, is lifted up because it feels like a natural improvement from Shaun of the Dead. Which I would not... If someone said Shaun of the Dead's my favourite of the three, I wouldn't be like, no, you're wrong. I'd be like, cool, yeah. <laughs> you but, idiot. You idiot. Are you dumb? But I think... Are you dumb? <laughs> but I think I think that for me, it goes... Like, Shaun of the Dead was a great start. Hot <sighs> Fuzz, holy shit, they're on a roll. Like, this was yeah. one of the best films, you know, made that year. All that kind of stuff. And then this Scott one comes Pilgrim out... Scott Pilgrim as and, well, after yeah, that. Yeah, like, and then this yeah. And then this going. one comes out, and when I saw it, I just remember feeling just that little bit, um, like... Deflated and let down are two strong words, two stronger words, kind of thing. But like, just remember feeling a little bit like, oh, we're on a downward trajectory now. Okay, yeah, the, the law of diminishing returns, which yeah. is reflected in, but the... only slightly, like very slight. But that's what I'm saying is I'm comparing it to such a high standard yeah. of what Hot Fuzz of is for me. I will say it's like very loosely reflected in the um in the the box office returns of this movie, which didn't perform as well as Hot Fuzz, I don't think. Mm. Um, obviously, it smoked uh, Shaun of the Dead. Um, but because this budget was quite a bit bigger and, um, I don't know, maybe there was a bit of Edgar Wright, um, inertia, maybe. Where does it sit for you in the trilogy? Like we don't have to get into like favorites yet, obviously, because I've just kind of given them away. Give it away, I suppose. Where does it fit for you just in terms of like, does it sit anywhere similar for you in that way? Or is it like... No, it, I like mean, I thought even? this was a, in a lot of ways, a massive improvement on Hot really? Fuzz. Like, really? Especially the action. The thing is, Hot Fuzz is an action oh, yeah. movie. You can still see like Edgar Wright's like still learning it's his second yeah film, that's basically that's and like fair. a lot of the action is like it's not that compelling whereas this the action and like the fight scenes oh, are awesome. visually so stimulating and mm. interesting and creative mm. obviously the hot fuzz the action is extremely funny but this it's like both funny and just like actually gets you on the edge of your seat hot fuzz worldwide made 80 million dollars yep pretty good us Pr- us thank you uh pretty good all things considered, this one made a gentleman's forty-six million dollars. So you know, half that. But you know, I, I, again, I, I don't know the budget. I reckon it would have had a far bigger budget than Hot Fuzz, or at least the definitely. Same. Yeah, I mean, Hot Fuzz was ten, no, uh, twelve. Uh, well, it's it was 12 it was to double 15. Sean, twelve basically. to fifteen. Yeah, okay, so it would have been around twenty. They probably made like double their money back. They would have been happy. with Yeah, that. definitely would have been in the black. Like it would have made its money. Oh yeah. But I think definitely, like I mean, Hot Fuzz was kind of I don't know intangible the way it just yeah. kind of hit the way it did. Wright's kind of visual style kind of permeates throughout this entire movie. Yeah. The comedy of the, the comedic timing and just the the ability of all the actors kind of shines through all these movies as well. Mm. Um, but... I would think as well that, not to interrupt, but I think that the yeah. hot, hot Fuzz would have benefited from the marketing, which is just like, oh, it's a buddy cop film, but set in Britain with these guys who did Shaun it's of the Dead. It's a much easier premise It's a really well. easy premise yeah. right after the springboard of Shaun of the Dead, whereas this one is a bit more... Because I don't like, even think in any of the marketing even... they establish the whole weird cloaked serial killer thing. Yeah, right? exactly, it's just exactly. And, and so, but whereas with this one, um, I think that even just looking at the poster and just thinking about what kind of film it is, it would have been l- harder to it's identify a much in a market. Snack. But yeah. also, probably like maybe people, maybe maybe because of the fact that it was, um, you know, delayed or like at least like a few years after Hot Fuzz, mm. it wasn't riding on that wave mm. that Hot Fuzz was with Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, you I know, where that, people yeah, are like, "Oh, it's the next, you know, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, yeah. Edgar Wright film." It yeah. was like, "Oh, it's just, you know, you know." And, and maybe yeah. when did Paul come out? Uh, you keep on bringing up Paul. I brought it up like once. I feel maybe it's off mic. You brought it up a few times. Like it's that. also the only other film that I can think of with Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. I know that Edgar Wright didn't do it, but yeah. like maybe 
when, did Paul come out in between these films? Because if it did, I'd say I bet, so. Yeah, so I bet that people so. were like, I don't know when it came. I'm, I'm, not, I'm the, not gonna look it up. I bet it that if it did. did, if it did, I bet people were like, I'm kind of sick of these guys. Like, I, I get their shtick. Fair enough. Good point. Good reasoning. What I will say is, in 2011, terms of like, huh? 2011. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. So they couple bang, years. Bang so there the was like a Sean. Maybe there was a uh, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost paralysis. I reckon. In the. I reckon. Maybe. Yeah. The way the camera moves with all the action in the scene and carries you from one in the in the movie, sorry, and carries you from one moment to the next mm. is so well perfected in this movie. Mm-hmm. It was really well perfected in um uh he's uh, the Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yes. But no one saw it, which sucks. Well, but is it But this re- one and you see this from here on out, you see him carry that through his next films, like in Baby Driver. Yeah. And then in Last Night in Soho, which you haven't seen. This is what's so cool about this trilogy is that yeah. I feel like, and I feel like I'll be interested in, in the next few if, if, if it's the case, but yeah. like, I don't know if we'll get another chance to watch a director try and do very similar things across mm. three movies in, albeit very different ways. But if yeah. you could say like, obviously all the films are different stories, different genres, yeah. but they've got similarities in the fact that they're based around this central, you know, bromance relationship and with this kind of heavy genre flavoring. Mm. They're very similar things for a filmmaker to be working on and be, be like, you can watch him improve, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's action, like action is permeates all three, you know? Yeah. Whereas like Sergio, I mean, that's a bad example. There are some directors where it's like, they're already at the height of their power and they're going again. Yeah. Actually, or, no, Sergio Leone is a good point. Yeah. Because well, he has the once either, upon a yeah, time. Yeah. Trilogy. They're either, they're either all at the height of their powers and they're kind of, or, or each of the three films is, mm. is, is, um, as we'll maybe find out is they don't have that DNA as strong as this does. Like, yeah. you know, this was very much publicized as a, as a, the three films they're going to make this Cornetto trilogy yeah. thing. So I just think. But that think must have started happening around Hot Fuzz time. Like, it wouldn't have happened at Shaun of the Dead time. No. They weren't no, that sure of themselves not. yet. Definitely not. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just think it's a really cool way to look at how. It was just a gag to try and get, like, more Cornettos, basically. Yeah. That was yeah. All shtick. How, how, did, how does this guy improve with not only, like, the. Well, basically, with like their technique and their pr- mm. and their their like method of, of yeah. filming action. Action is a perfect example, like you said, because yeah, the action in this is easily yeah. the best, and it leans on co- it leans on comedy, like obviously Shaun of the Dead does. Mm. But it Shaun of the Dead feels like it leans entirely on let's try and make this funny, mm. like the the pool cue scene with the smashing and the you know yeah, timing, yeah, which obviously yeah. you can kind of get some DNA with like Baby Driver with the music and soundtrack <laughs> and stuff. But it feels like Hot Fuzz and more more so to your point with World's End. This is like no. Let's make this awesome, action-packed. Yeah. These great scenes, like huge, you know. But and let's use more money that we've got. That would definitely yeah. be a factor. But um, <laughs> and comedy will come in at, at certain points and stuff. Yeah. Um. They all have different uh, principal crew members as well. I think. But I think by the world's end, he finds the crew that he like sticks with. I think. Oh really? I th- I think so. Like he he talks about having crew from like all the movies come with him. Mm. But I think the cinematographer changed each time. First one was, uh, is it Chris Dunlap? I think is his name. He was the, he was on uh, Raising Arizona, actually. What was his name? I need to hmm. find it. David M. Dunlap, uh, an American guy, camera operator on Edgar's favorite film of all time, Raising Arizona. Then it was Jess Hall after that. Uh, this one is Bill Pope, who I think he uses in Baby Driver and um, Last Night in Soho. Same thing with the editor, Paul uh, Matchless. M- Mackless? He's an Australian guy, I believe, as well. Aussie guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And, and like these, every editor, cinematographer, all the crew members in this, because we keep on saying how great a job Edgar Wright is doing. Yeah. But 
obviously filmmaking is a collaborative process mm. and all these guys all these people yeah are doing a, a great job yeah, yeah. of just bringing the vision to life and giving yeah. it so much life it's um, awesome uh but so yeah this is what i'm well, i guess what i'm trying to say is um from here on out his sort of like ability is undeniable now mm. i mean it's been like that since hot spots really but like he just keeps on you know nailing it for sure if yeah. he's left to his own devices kind of thing yeah. you know yeah. um i will just say quickly just putting a, a finishing point on on how good the openings for these films are um obviously the opening montage kind of gives us a sense of the five characters there's Mm. gary who's simon Pegg, gary king yeah again using exposition to like it the in the best best way way. just like so visual so exciting so there's gary andy oliver um steven and who's the last one peter peter and Um, that's played by eddie yeah that's the that's the I've got young Eddie here, so I can't find... Young Eddie. <laughs> young Peter, sorry. Oh, right, I see. You don't want that. Oh, no, you don't want that. But oh, I'm going to go... Eddie Marsan. Eddie Marsan. So, Eddie Marsan plays Peter. Um, but obviously, you've got all the characters yeah. introduced, and, yeah. and like we said, it kind of sets up what happened on that first night when they were all teens, <clears> and how that's going to be foreshadowed, and what, what's, and what we can expect, but also all the pub names. So, the pub yeah. names hint to something oh. that's going to happen. So, the first post is the first one they visit. The crossed hands is where they fight the blanks for the first time. The crossed hands? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, like fighting. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Um, The hole in the wall is where Steven crashes the car through the wall. Um, Oh. Can I guess the two dog one? The what? The dog... It's like there's there's one with like a dog with two heads. What's that one called? Oh, yeah. The two-headed dog. Is that where they meet the twins? Yes, I think so. Okay. Which is kind of mean, but... (laughs) (laughs) As a twin... As a twin, might I say, I am offended. Um, but I was thinking as well when we were talking about last week, because um, just speaking, speaking about characters for the minute, um, Olivia Coleman obviously being a, like a it, it, her yeah. being in Hot Fuzz before she kind of blew up. Yeah. Rosamund Pike. Although she being, was a pretty big TV star. As she well. was, but I mean, like stuff. in terms of like worldwide she renowned and kind of how good she is. An she is now a household name. Yes, and because she's Rosamund Pike, who was in this, and I like fell in love with in this movie. I, oh, like. Yeah. Just was her. she not in Gone Girl before this? When was Gone Girl? I don't think so. No. Yeah, no, because this. I think Gone Girl. Gone was Girl was like 2014 or fifteen. Yeah. So Probably. she was. Yeah. So. Yeah. So she was in this, and then I think she's been in a few others that like she just shows up in that she's like oh she's like a pretty A list actor yeah. now, but she hasn't been in that much. I feel not a I feel lot like since Gone Girl because she like Academy Award nomination a very like. A very um, demanding role as well, you might say. And a very, like, um, talked about film. Like very Gong, talked about Gong film. Gone Girl kind of dominated. Yeah. Acting alongside person. someone like Ben Affleck with David Fincher. Very intense yeah. stuff. But, like, you, you'd think she'd start appearing in, like, Blockbuster. Uh, blockbuster. Well. Blockbuster after Blockbuster. but Rosamund. What a great name. I think maybe she had. Really? I did see her. Oh, so she's in I Care A Lot. The Wheel that was of, recent, right? 2020? Yeah. The Wheel yeah. of Time. That was a big... I guess that was the big thing. but Which kind of failed a little bit. I Amazon, think. stop trying to make fantasy films. You're not doing it well. I mean, that's such or a at big least endeavor to take on as well. The Wheel of Time. And even then Brandon Rings, Sanderson, and then who rings who like, of Power after that. Yeah. Even, and not, both of them have not gotten good... Even Brandon Sanderson, who wrote... Talked about that. Who was, t- who was like tapped on the shoulder by the, the author's trust to like, you know... Isn't he, didn't he finish the he rest finished of the, the Wheel of Time yeah. books and then he produced the series wow. and even on his podcast he's like yeah it kind of wasn't good like he's like I, yeah. I did I disagree with a lot of producing when a writer from the original like source material is brought on when they're brought on as a producer it can mean a good thing or it can mean nothing I think yeah the guys from nothing. Avatar say yeah, that because right? yeah. they produced the live action movie and they were yeah. like they gave us the credit and that was pretty much it <laughs> yeah 
Um, oh, that could be them just like trying to like wash their <laughs> hands of it as well. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. Uh, she hasn't done like I mean, she's always been working and stuff. But, of course, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, d- I just love her in this because she feels she. I love her like catchphrase of crumbs. <laughs> she feels <laughs> so oh, real crumbs. in this, like in such a cute like little yeah. like kind of I don't know, um, really endearing way. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, she feels very... like someone you want as like a teacher. Yeah, like a like a primary school like uh, like art Definitely. teacher or something, or yeah. like even Miss Honey apparently, from like Matilda. Kind apparently, of she's really method, and so I think Wright was saying this. She's really method in the behind the scenes. They were talking about how they got all the actors on board. Yeah, um, they're all very surprised they could get Rosamund Pike on there, but she's very method, and so she was asking uh, Wright, oh, so who's this based on? What what's her deal? What's the whole idea? And she's like, well, when when Edgar was a kid, he was explaining. His best mate or one of his mates had a sister that he went out with for a little while. They broke up. And then one of Edgar's best mates also went out with that same girl. No and then, way. so it's a very similar deal between um, Gary and They really and take a Steven, lot from... Who both yeah. have a, who both love or like um, uh, the Rosamund's character. Yeah. Um, well, and so, so what she does is she's like, oh, can you get in contact with her? And she's like, Edgar's like, I guess so. We're friends on Facebook, so I don't see why not. And so she ends up getting in contact with his ex-girlfriend and just hanging out with her for for a couple of days to learn more about her. Wow. So this person exists somewhere out there. Maybe. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they uh, definitely that's, that's are how, like masters yeah. of taking the, you know, that writing rule of like, write what you know, which can kind, yeah. kind of be misconstrued as like, oh, write like your, write like your pain or your trauma. Yeah. Like, which is, you know, great to do if it if it's healing for you. But a lot of people, I think, can get confused. I certainly did where I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I know. Like, I don't mm. know, you know, doesn't it doesn't mean quote. that you need to be an expert in a topic. It literally yeah. just means like write your experiences, try and create clever ways to use them. And I think these guys are like masters of that. Yeah. Where it's like, th- whether, whether it's their general experiences being like growing up in London in small towns or whatever. And like, what if mm. there was a zombie attack or what if th- we did an action movie mm. in this, like you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But then also adding in their little bits about like, yeah. oh, let's, let's um, like, for instance, like small things like Simon Pegg was a, was a goth when he was a teen. So they were like, uh, let's make the teenage uh, version of me, the goth. And then also yeah. Nick Frost being Is like, it a what? goth or a rocker? Uh, Is that more the vibe? Did you call him like, goth? Yeah, I'd call the character in this a goth. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the black cape, like, or the black trench I coat. I it was more just the... a rocket, like the British rocket. Yeah, I guess so. It's his goth oh, no. here, like Nick Fro- oh, like okay, Simon well, Pegg described himself as one. Well, so in that case, of, yeah. I'm not going to... But no, I know you what you mean. Simon, I, I know you're what you wrong. mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Simon I know better. No. But then Nick Frost as well being a rugby player, like, but like that okay, kind of thing. there like, you go. They just use that stuff really cleverly where they're like, well, let's just... Yeah. Jumping back a page to that whole right what you know thing. Semi-unrelated, but a great quote nonetheless. Uh, forget who said it. Some guy was quoting it in an editing book. Forget who the editor was. I forget who the person who was originally quoting was as well. But the quote was something like, it was this author and one of his friends asked, how do you know what to write? And the writer says, um, you just write what you know, but you don't know what you know until you write it down. Mm. So it's just a matter of like figuring it out through writing. It is, is, yeah. Which is super difficult because it's yeah. like, you can be super hard on so yourself. So self-critical. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, um, that's a, I like that. That's, great that's, quote. Yeah. I'll have to find out <laughs> find out who said it. Oh. Um, did you know that the original plot for this involved the gang traveling back in time and encountering their younger selves? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. that's a fun idea. I mean, you can kind of see That's amazing to see how it's through, evolved from yeah, that. Yeah. Wow. You can kind of see it mix throughout this how it's worked out cuz like basically they've figured out by the the aliens method to mm. to take over the town like they can create these blanks based on yeah. someone's DNA and they've yeah. done that with the five of them. Yeah. So they, or they, they kind of have already done that. They, yeah. they figured out a way to do time travel without yeah. doing time travel. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they literally walk past them, don't they? And the entire thing is about, it's about someone who's stuck in the past, basically. Mm. So that thread is still kind of there. Gary is a man whose best night on earth was going on this pub crawl, going on a bender with his mates when he was 18. And uh, that is like the high point of his life, which is really sad and becomes a really good dramatic beat throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, Just one little thing I saw, which was I don't know why I made that. Oh, no, I'm really sorry. Mr. Shepard, who uh, Pierce Brosnan plays. We got our second Bond sighting. Again, Um, we're referencing Bond. Based on... (laughs) I can't believe we... (laughs) Based on Edgar Wright's old drama teacher. Yeah, who's also in Hot Fuzz. The drama teacher? So he appears in between Edgar and Simon's mum in that one show. No way. He's the drama teacher, that guy. Oh, how cool! It, how good would it be to be able to like if we make films one day to be able to do that with our like like Mackie and, <laughs> yeah, Mackie. and Brenny and stuff. <laughs> That's great. And Slade, Slady. <laughs> um, Cannot forget those. Obviously, two. we've got we talked about a lot about like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost throughout the last two episodes, and in this one, they really do have the the biggest reversal that they've had, which is that, um, like in the first two, or in the first one at least, like they're both kind of slackers, mm. and then in the second one in Hot Fuzz, like. Nick is still like a bit of a loser weirdo and, and um, mm. Simon Pegg has kind of got his shit together as much as he is flawed. Yeah. And then in this one, it's a complete reversal. Like, yeah. no, this He's one, sunk this in time below Simon in is Sean's level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Simon yeah, is completely true. stuck in the past, whereas yeah. Nick is like, I'm showing you the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we should, we should jump into what actually happened. Jump into that plot, baby. Because then this will actually My favorite help. part. We explain the movie to you, listener, so that you don't have to watch it. You can just hear us fucking ramble on about it, talk some shit, act like we know more than... Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) Tell me to shut up. (laughs) What is this? All right, so... um, All right. Yeah, we've as we said, Gary King, uh, an immature 40-year-old alcoholic um, who we literally meet in like an AA meeting, yeah, that's re- a great that's a great way of jumping out of that um, recap. Yes. He's telling this awesome story about going on this great bender with his mates. How does he finish it? I don't know. Like, it was, and it was the best night ever. Like he's like he's, he's something like that. He's like, and it was or whatever. And then it's yeah. really sad. We cut out to just everyone in the AA meeting, and then like the head guy going. So does anyone have anything to say or yeah, challenge yeah. that? Yeah, at yeah. All? Um, and then someone talks about getting closure. Someone mentions wanting closure, and that gives him the idea to get the band back together. Yeah, and. Finish the pub crawl. Finally, his old boyhood friends. Um, <clears throat> yeah, to complete the golden mile. Yeah. The incredible pub crawl that involves yes. drinking 12 pints in 12 pubs in their hometown of Newton Haven. What a great name. Um, All small towns I, I also forgot about. I think Shaun of the Dead's kind of like an outer London suburb. Yeah, it does feel like that. But yeah. it feels like a quiet kind of part of town. Yes. And so same thing with the Hot Fuzz in... Um, uh, Sanford is this Stanford or Sanford? No, it doesn't matter San- Sanford yeah Sanford. sure and then now we have Newton Haven yeah another small town um, and obviously the group like you know as he describes them in the opening like they're all friends they're nothing they, you know life is great and this it's all a, ahead of them this is a great movie to watch at 27 I think yeah like, right I know these guys are meant to be a bit older they're kind of at their midlife crisis point yeah probably, it's probably like a 40. great film to watch around there as well yeah but you, we, it is interesting having friends groups like distinctive groups of friends mm. that you no longer hang out with anymore and mm. then you do try and like hang out with them and you go we don't have anything in common anymore mm. we don't have to pretend mm. <laughs> we mm. don't have to yeah. like you and I <laughs> no, yeah. no no yeah. Um, it's just it is sobering seeing like that happen and 
before we get into it all, it is like great seeing them all. They're still kind of friendly with each other, but they you can kind of tell like they don't have much in common anymore. Yeah, and it's very sweet seeing them trying to just get along with like Gary there as well. Yeah, I think as well like Gary. They're talking about their houses or their wives or whatever. Gary yeah. just wants to get pissed. Yeah, and when Gary goes and like corners them all, because that's what kind of how it opens is he figures out oh, I've got to get the band back yeah. together. So he goes starting and visits with, all of them. Starting with Peter because he's sort of like the the easy mark. Yeah, the easy mark. He was a bit less cool than the rest of them. Yeah. They hung out. They hung out with him because his family was minted. Really rich. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty much it. So he's yeah. still kind of like in a very saddish way. Looks up to. Yeah. Looks up to um, uh, Gary still. Yeah. This I gotta say. And I he tells say. him that he's gotten all of them on board, right? And he's like, really? Even even. Uh, yeah, yeah. He lies to them. He does like yeah. a classic. It's almost like a Yo Jimbo trick. Where yeah. It's like and it's clever that everyone. each of them all says like, even what's what's Nick Frost's character's name? Um, Good question. Uh, I, don't I had know. it just before. Yeah, all of them say even even Andy, like Andy. even even Andy Knightley. So they they all of them see like we get this idea that like something's happened, yeah, in the past that would mean that if uh, Gary King went up to Andy Knightley and said let's go and party, he'd be like fuck off. Yes, no way. They allude to something bad having happened in their past, which is great. Yeah, and that comes that gets revealed at a great point as well. Um, you were in a say. compelling way. Uh, Eddie Marson is like the MVP. He's so good. I like this. He's so sweet and funny, um, but just like so like. Oh man, when he ta- when he tells that bullying story, mm. so it's just not even that bit because obviously that's his big like moment, I guess. Yeah. And he has a great like scene later on down the track, but there's a scene when they're in that same pub, and I think he says something along the lines of like, "Well, I just think it's great to see your faces again," and he seems so like he still seems kind of like shy amongst these people. Yeah. Like he seems nervous just saying that amongst his friends. friends. Yeah, yeah. He's yep. so good in this Yeah, movie. it is so you get such a And good he's he's new to the I mean he knows all these people. I think he's worked with all of them before. Mm. But he's new to the Edgar Pegg verse. Edgar what the fuck? <laughs> but you're right. Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg's like, movies. As much as you get Jesus. the sense that these guys were friends back in the day, they <sighs> they do a such a good job of feeling like they're being they shorthand and like they yeah. they banter so well together. But at the end of the day, they're all obviously just being kind of civil with each other. Like they yeah. haven't seen each other in a few years, and maybe yeah. some of them feel bad about it. But you obviously, can feel them almost like falling back into their old selves in a way, yes. and going like the way they joke about um, uh, Martin Freeman's sister. I forget his character, yeah, yeah, but yeah. his sister. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I love that bit too. Okay, we will get to them parts. Uh, he oh starts man. with Oh man, his, uh, oh man. His <laughs> That's Oliver. Can we not talk about my sister in relation to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wine ons yeah. and Stephen's erect a, penis. A, 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 a massive wine ons B Stephen's erect penis. Here's so it's like he brings so much of what he does in the Hobbit here and it works yeah. so much better because I think one of the biggest problems with the Hobbit yeah. is how they like did um Bilbo. Really? I think he's a bit too skittish and doesn't fit in with all the other characters, I think. I think that's what the whole point of the book is, though. I f- yeah, yeah, he's supposed to, like... Yeah, that makes sense. He's a Good hobbit point. who loves all a of his nice, niceties. It's more, the, and... it's more the performance level. Yeah. Like, he is so... Mm, I don't want to say frenetic. There's another word for it. Um, stilted or, like, you know, like... Stilted yeah. and, like, stuttering and, yeah, like, right, stepping right. over himself. And yeah, yeah. Unsure of himself. Yeah. Uh, he's just, like, not on the same wavelength as, like, the rest of the mm. universe. Mm. That's my... Amateur opinion. Anyway, uh, but here it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's like it's. it's I think all of them. I think that's when you said like that. Um, the guy who plays Peter is. I mean, MVP. they're all great. I'm like, yes. I would almost. Uh, 
I'm, Who's I'm your favorite, Matt? I'm tempted to say Nick Frost. He's good. Because I love... I feel because his character is so serious most of the way. Yeah, but he's given so much to do as well where he c- yeah. he's the one who calls out um, the Simon Pegg so, so often. You yeah. know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he has that great scene in the pub where he kind of... He, he makes that whole water speech about the strength of being able to, like, the balls of oh, being able yeah, to yeah, yeah, order, yeah, a, pi- yeah, order yeah. a pint of water yep. in a pub full of, like, burly men. And then, obviously, mm. that's kind of taken to the yep. next level at the yep. end of it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I really like his performance yeah. and just the way he delivers things and stuff. And they all have such distinct characters as well. Yeah. Like, they're all middle-aged men who are just, like, having that kind of midlife crisis sort of uh, thing happening to them. But, like... Uh, Martin Freeman being that sort of like young yuppie wannabe like he's got mm. the Bluetooth thing and everything yep. uh, the Nick Frost's character being like this, Andy Andy yeah, being like a lot like, more straight like, compared to everyone feels like finances Steven, kind of thing Steven's in with the building like, Steven's in like with the building and like he's he's like he's sleeping with his like personal trainer yeah, he's still yep. got like some unresolved um, not issues but Unresolved. Well, he kind of played. He kind of played second fiddle to Gary King he as played, kids. Yeah, so that's like it. Yeah, it's kind of he's still com- compromising a little bit for that. I think Edgar calls him like the second coolest kid in school, <laughs> next to Gary. Yeah. Um, you know, Rosamund Pike is not even like top build in IMDb. What is going? She's like right down at the bottom. Sam is her name as well. Thank God. I can Sam Chamberlain. That. Yeah, I've got Sam her. Sam Chamberlain. I've got her as fourth on my IMDb list. That's She's weird. also great. She becomes like the extra member of the ensemble, which is awesome. Mm. We've already talked about her. Yep. Uh, then there's Peter, who we've also talked about, but he plays the meek one. He's the uncool kid, but he's minted, and so that's why he's in the group. Yeah. Um, next up, after he gets Peter, he goes to Stephen, right? Yeah, Patty? So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, pretty straightforward. Moves on to Martin Freeman. <laughs> he basically gets all of them together. Gets them all together, to basically. But yeah. he ends with Andy, who's going to be the hardest person to get involved. Yeah. And they all allude to, like, one, they all wonder how he got Andy involved. He lies. He lies he and says his mum died, right? He lies to Andy and says his mum Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what gets Andy to go yeah. along with it all. And they all can't believe that they're all yeah. kind of, uh, um, what's the word, like agreed to it. Yeah. Uh, he picks them up in the Beast, which they can't believe is still running. This cruddy car he's had since he was an 18-year-old, which um, Peter sold him when they were kids or yes. something like that because his dad owns a car dealership. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. And then we're off to the races, basically. Pretty there's much. A small, there's a small thing that happens with the police officer. Not too important, I don't think. But basically, we see how much of a shit bloke Gary is. We see how much he lies to his friends as well. Yeah, like he we, owes, and I think he owes Andy's character six hundred bucks, and the yeah. way he pays him back is by borrowing two hundred off everyone else. Yeah, and he's kind of just like a kind of like a wild card in this yeah. in this opening because his whole motivation is just based around him wanting mm. to get back to the town to do this pub crawl, which we should mention they failed when they first tried to do in nineteen ninety. Yeah, they get up to eight, I think. Uh, nine. So they failed nine. the last three. Nine. Yeah. Okay. Um and. Yeah, he he, or, and that, that's the night in his life that he's like, that is when life was the best. That is when mm. everything was was at like was gonna happen, and yeah. nothing cha- like nothing. That was the best. Nothing happened after that yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. so I want to get back to that. Yeah. Um, he's even though he's very much an alcoholic, yeah. um, so much so that obviously, which is revealed, like he, the whole thing that happened was that the reason yeah. why Nick Frost's character is not drinking mm. is that obviously uh, he was a massive drinker. Mm. Um, they got into a drunk driving accident, yeah. and um, 
uh, uh, Simon Pegg, um, Gary King basically f- like ran away when it happened and left yeah. Nick Frost to kind of deal with the, yeah. the ramifications. Yeah. And, and the reason that drive was happening was because uh, Gary was ODing or something. Yes, he that's it. He was ODing it. and yeah, this is all revealed at the e- near the end almost. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we've told you now because we're a podcast. We do that. Yeah, but it is. We're like jazz, baby. We keep it hot. Yeah, it's 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 pretty full on. Like that's a that's a. It's big, dark. Big stuff. This is like their darkest one almost. Yeah. All like in terms of like what's going on with these characters and what happens to the world essentially. Yeah. Because unlike in Shaun of Shaun the Dead, of the Dead has a well. We find like we got rid of the zombies. We got rid of it. Yeah. Or we put them to use at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. The world adapts. Yeah. I mean, in this one, it's the same, but it like, is, but everyone has to yeah. like it goes dark. It's like drastic. the before times yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway. The band is back together and they're off to the races. They start off at the first post and go from there. Yeah. They yeah. get into the, 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 the town Newton yeah. Haven and they very much quickly realize like, mm-hmm. oh, um, the, what, the, the town's changed, I guess we said. Like, yeah. The, and like you, you put it well, like, have we changed or is the town? star buckification happening. Yeah. The world yeah. is getting gentrified and like that sort of small town Martin Parr, um, quality has been like stripped away and also as gary realizes like none of the town recognizes them yes yeah Um, which didn't like it didn't like register for me so like mm. when i knew obviously like there's an alien invasion at some point but when Mm. that happened i was like there hasn't been as much foreshadowing as i'm used to which is also a good thing because there's so many movies where you would get like a horror movie sting and you'd see some weird stuff happening in the background and it would like lean into it too much this doesn't avoid. This kind of avoids that. Yeah. It kind of assumes you're smart enough. You've seen the trailer. You know what happens. Exactly. Aliens are going to invade. Um. But yeah, ex- used to the, it. the only one who does remember them is the bartender who's like, "Your band, Gary." Your band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who is um, that guy? The he guy. Trying to work out who he was. Yeah. What an his actor. Face, yeah. His face is so familiar. I can't work it out. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Um. um but yeah, they. With uh, each bar, we learn more about what's happened between all these people as well. Well, we I mean, characters, it, which is cool. It, at the second pub, after we've gone through a bunch of stuff, like we've worked mm-hmm. out that um, Andy's not drinking. We've worked yeah. out that Nick in a very that, funny that, reveal as well. Yeah, again, just like establishing that they do it in a funny way when they're pouring the drinks. Oh, the, the drink pours that, is so the, good. Those musical stings yeah, happening, just, and then completely cut to yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, Gary inter- like at one of those pubs. Gary interrupts Peter's account of the the torment that he got when he sees that bully, yeah. and the rest of the group is just like you're stubborn and childish. You've got such a selective memory of like what happened when we were kids. Yeah, that's, and yeah. it's it's again about that like, you know, every group there's a, there's a group of friends, but in every group of friends, each person has a different place or memory or like perspective mm-hmm. of how things are going like yeah and i yeah, think yeah, they yeah. do that so well like yeah. i definitely i definitely remember identify... being the coolest kid in the school <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah i was i well i remember just like people fitting into these kind of positions you know and like yeah um, and and like you know if one kid wasn't at school one day another kid yeah. was the leader like another you'd follow another kid to go and yeah, do like play yeah, like yeah. tag or like play footy or like it was just that yeah. kind of thing and yeah. it'd be interesting like thinking about how that i mean we are in a position where you and i have a group of friends like this but we keep in touch regularly we always see each other yeah whereas i can't imagine what it would be like to have not seen you for maybe 10 years yeah and then come back like you know 20 years after the fact then would we fit into similar positions like it's i think that's what this film is kind of a little bit about like how we are we the same people that we were from high school 
Yeah. You know, always. Yeah. Um, mm. um, it's really sweet. I think that's how they get you on Gary's side, is that as much mm. as he hasn't changed, he's the only one who admits he hasn't changed. He's the one yeah. who's like, yeah, I'm the same guy. Whereas all of them are like, they they have an air that is like, I've matured, I've learned, I've gotten better, I've got this yeah, progress that that's I can a good, show. That's a really good way of putting it, actually. Whereas, yeah. whereas Gary, like, because otherwise it would be impossible for him to be the main character because he's, yeah. pretty, he's a pretty big dick in this film. Yeah, and I'd say the least, like, compelling one from, well, maybe not compelling, but, like, the one I like the least, I think, as well. He's, he, like, the idea is he's meant to be annoying. He's annoying yeah, all these yeah. guys, which gets annoying. Yeah, but I like think... Like, him doing all the hoots and woots and stuff like mm. that. The, it was a slower start, whereas, like, the start of Sean or Hot Fuzz was mm. immediately and this one took a little bit longer for mm. me to mm. get stuck into it. Well, I think the way they're trying to get you on board with him even a little bit is just like, at least this guy's honest. Yeah. He's honest and he is free as well. Well, he he's, not, he's big... not honest at all though. Like he's well, not like, yeah. you know. He's honest a, about himself. In a true sense, he's not honest. <laughs> actually, you're very true. He's honest about himself. Well, actually not even that though. He's lying about the fact that he's an alcoholic. What is it that we like about him? Like, it's an interesting Very thing. little. Because I've, I've found him, like, kind of annoying to get along with. Mm. But the thi- what he says is that he's free. He's like, you, yes. all, you all have your jobs and your wives and all that kind of stuff. But yes. at least I'm doing whatever the hell I want to do. Yeah, and they're like, um, but that's again, nothing. And again, feeding into the theme of the entire trilogy, which is that whole individual versing... You good? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. You looked at your mic like... Did something. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, individual individual versus it's like the, individual yeah. versus the collective versing yeah. conformity yeah uh, we want to be free to do what we want to do yeah and that's another that's another great bit where they just kind of like recite the lyrics of that song from primal scream yes. that's the opening of the movie what do you think that um that speech yeah. is actually from do we is that a movie or a, like the oh right because it's obviously a audio? sample yeah hey, i have no idea yeah interesting worth looking up um i'm sure oh. edgar wright knows he picked yeah. it um, and he knows everything about movies, I think. Just about. Uh, um, yes. Like Hot Fuzz, like Shaun of the Dead, uh, there is some kind of collective. In this case, it's an alien takeover that we're kind of um, resisting. Uh, and in this one, the network, which is the, the aliens, they kind of pitch themselves as being a benevolent peacekeeping uh, force. And like they want unity and peace, but at the price of like free will, potentially. In, in trying to find out where, where that speech came from, I actually found a new thing, which oh. is that The World's End is loosely based on a script that wrote that Wright wrote <laughs> when he was Christ. 21 called Crawl, oh. which was inspired oh, by yeah. his pub crawl attempt as a teenager. Oh. Because I, I remember he had pitched that to Simon on the way to Australia, actually, during the um, press for Hot Fuzz. But I didn't know he wrote it at 21. Yeah, right. Crazy. Wow. Um, um, yeah. The network is meant to be this benevolent thing, but it comes at the price of individuality, um, individuation, and just like being being a fuck up. Yeah, having yeah. the having the freedom to be human, human basically, yeah. and um, and as well like kind of speaks to what's happening to the town. Like, is it worth having everything clean and nice mm. if it's just the same and boring and yeah. you know doesn't Which have any character? Really, really speaks to the NWA and Hot Fuzz. Yeah, that's exactly what they're going for. Is yeah, that kind of exactly. like primed perfect town, but at the at what cost, basically? Yep. Uh, murder, murder, murder. <laughs> murder, murder, murder. Ah. Um, but yeah, they, they, they basically... I mean, it's kind of hard to... 
There are plot. I mean, I guess the first big thing that happens mm. is that he encounters one of these things in the bathroom at the. the Which is again hands. pretty late, like like uh, Hot Fuzz. Uh, it happens like at the forty minute mark, I feel, or the thirty minute mark. Or something. Yeah, which is Deep such a it. is such a dramatic genre beat in a film that has not yeah. identified itself no. as that at all. Yeah, because Shaun of the Dead. I mean, it doesn't really. It does a lot, but like even that opening, you see people looking like zombies. And yes, stuff like that. You yes. know exactly what you're in for. Yeah, uh, this so, not so much, and and it's so good because he literally goes to the Gary goes to the toilet after being kind of um, he sees a young cool kid who he the, identifies with. Group. Yeah. yeah, he goes to the toilet where he gets in a fight with a teenager. Um, yeah. Who again, it's kind of started by the fact that the teenager isn't answering him, and he's like, "You think you're so cool? Like yeah. I'm not that old kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah, I'm not yeah, a loser." Yeah. Knocks his head off literally, <laughs> exposing him as an android, and then as Gary. Uh, uh, as Gary's friends find him in the bathroom, they can uh, to confront him over lying about his mother's death. The other members of the team's gang, all androids, enter the bathroom and engage in a battle against the human friends. Which is great, and um, this is what I mean by the the fight the action, sequence yeah. is so good. Yeah, when the and legs, all of them when fight their characters, spinning. the the way each character fights. Mm. Um, yeah, Peter literally like starts crawling along the ground. Peter crawls along the ground and hides. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then and and uh, um, Andy's fights like a rugby scrum, like exactly, like a pool, and yeah. then Gary's fighting dirty, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and then throughout the rest of the movies, just trying to focus on getting a drink in. Yeah, rather than actually fighting. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's such a great sequence where he yeah. can't he can't quite have a drip like exactly. a drip of it. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, uh, again, details, details, details. details. Um, the audience wants to know what happens next. <laughs> um, the group realizes that most of the town has been replaced with androids. They figure androids. this out. Yeah, basically. That's, that's, they, this they is also like the most that, ham. They? This is the, the most ham-fisted part. Is where like he well, gets yeah, the theory. Because, oh, I see what happened. But that's the thing. Nothing happens for so long in terms of the sci-fi element, yeah. and then it all happens where yes. they realize they. Not only do they find the first blank very mm. quickly, yeah. but they then work out the whole kind of plot yeah. of it very quickly as well, yeah. which again can feel a bit janky. I feel like mm. this one, like you've got the 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 cloak, literally cloak and dagger kind of like mm. you know hot fuzz stuff, which yep. is kind of drawn out and it feels really good in that way that it's timed. Whereas mm. this kind of feels like all in one very quickly, and then you're like on board for it. And as much as mm. it's just like you're on for the ride, yeah. it is a little bit like whoa, that was a big change very quickly, yeah. and it feels a little bit like a a whiplash effect maybe. I don't it know. It does. Yeah. There's a bit of that. Um, yeah. But I used to think going into this film, right. I went into it thinking, and I, I watched this recently as well, like a few months ago. So going into this viewing, I was just kind of looking at details and stuff, yeah. but I, I did go into it thinking that this was, was jankier than I, 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 uh, well, I went into it. Yeah. Having a feeling that the third act kind of falls apart in terms yeah. of like the whole alien cyber cyborg, like mm. motivation of like, this is what we're here to do and mm. blah, blah, blah. And you will obey and all this stuff. And then they just yeah. get rid of them by like I mean, a yeah, shouting I, match. But I, yeah, as funny as the ending is, like it is their weakest well, like, I think ending in terms of uh, yeah, the network leader just saying, fuck this. Yes. And that's what, <laughs> which but, is hilarious. But, but even then I still, I was like, that and it is, been, it is almost, it is almost on track with is arguing with that character, Gary. Yes, exactly. Because again, he's like, that's there's why. no point arguing with yeah, him, no, which is that's, what everyone has been saying the entire way. That's why I watched it and I was like, yeah. you know what? They've done their work in setting yeah. this up. I shouldn't yeah. be, I shouldn't be like mm. uh, butting up against this yeah. the way I was previously where yeah. it felt kind of random. That yeah. they, they did set it up yeah. in a way that felt really like yeah. um, intelligent in like yeah. a filmic way. Like lesser writers would have that same ending and, and go, that's wouldn't funny, have done the, that's funny, but that's really bad. But they wouldn't have done the foundation for it. Yes, whereas, whereas these guys are like, let's set it up, make that make sense, make yeah. the whole make that all tie into what's going on with yeah. Gary and the rest of the story. And I love, Genius. I think we were talking, I may have mentioned this to another like... Um, someone else who was talking about it through the week with, but I love the device of um, 
just these heroes going on this quest and yeah. just getting more and more drunk throughout it because of the pub crawl. It's so good. Like it's such a yeah. good device to just it's have so them keep, have, keep having to uh, drink. Oh, it kind of started. Gary is the only one who keeps drinking event like by the end of it by like mm. pub nine or ten. Yeah. Um, but he's like so. So it's so important to him. It becomes a big moment for him yeah. and, and Nick Frost. Which before get they're sort of before they're caught out by the aliens or yeah. like discovered, yeah, uh, they have to just get drunker basically. Which yeah. Is, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, so, so basically they they find love, out and that that montage after that first um, after they've established that they have to keep on drinking, it jumps into that Doors song, the whiskey bar song. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and they like it's, it's some weird like music video moments which are just so good where yeah. like the action works so good with the music and the rhythm he's yep. setting up it's again it's very baby driver like dna like yeah. that moment where yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. and it's and like, apparently yes. nick frost is a huge uh, not frost, uh, edgar wright is a huge like soundtrack maker yeah when he's writing he's, he's done so many music videos as well it's yeah. part of his dna um um yeah i love that, that scene where they're all in a line and they drink and they all have like one line which is like drinking yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. and then one guy yeah because yeah, they're trying to they're trying to remain they're trying Normal. to look as if they're blanks right yeah um inconspicuous yes. nonchalant basically um but the group realizes obviously this is back when when they've just had that big fight yeah they realizes that the town has been replaced with androids that mm. they dub as blanks explaining mm. why no one remembers them yep. and then shocked and overwhelmed Andy starts drinking again <laughs> he has like six <laughs> shots oh yeah um, that's so good um, there's no point arguing with him Gary urges them to continue the pub crawl to avoid suspicion because they've kind of told everyone in the town yeah. like this is what they're doing yeah. so they're all kind of they're being watched yeah. and so um, yeah they, they, the rest of the group that's actually to. another good that's actually interesting you bring up so mm. I should just say the reason they can't just get out of the town in the beast is because they're all drunk now because yes. like uh, I mean they've all had too much to drink except yeah. for Andy. But yeah, that and one then he pivotal just moment is like his... because he knows Gary is so committed to the idea of the pub crawl. He's like, there is no point arguing with him. Yeah, we're not getting out. Yeah. Um. So they yeah, bump into into Sam again, who was obviously Rosamund Pike. They've yep. seen her once before in like one of the yep. opening pubs. It was like a yeah. very normal yeah. like yeah. meeting. She's back I love in how town she to gives, meet the twins. I love <sighs> the I, marmalade sandwich. Oh my god. That's Oh, see, the in, that's the thing. The, the in-jokes they have, the yeah. references they have as the group. Yeah, all the nicknames and the weird things. from so neat for them. Yeah. Um, I love it how uh, Gary tries hooking up with Sam again in the bathrooms. It's kind of gross, actually. Mm. <laughs> it's a really gross bit. Mm. But then she slaps him and then gives him the out-of-order sign because that's such a British like yeah. thing to say, like, you're out of order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they use that as like to their advantage once they... Um, kill all the teenage aliens yeah and, and speaking of when and they, they have to use those... it to like close the bathroom and make sure no one goes in and discovers it yes genius it's so good but when they find those twins the marmalade sandwich who yeah. they are like literally they are stunned because they're the old versions of those kids like the, yes. the kids that they grew up with and that's yeah. one of the things that i think i came like i bumped up against with the 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 android or the the, the network mm. convinces people to join them yeah not only because I think they like they bring a lot of good technology to the world and like do all this kind of great stuff, but peacekeeping, peacekeeping, kind of connecting with the rest of the universe. Yeah, but they the yeah. can like people become blanks because they can actually become younger versions of themselves, but mm. they're not really themselves, are they? Like they like the the trade off didn't well, seem now like we're any... getting into the mind body philosophical well, but no, problem. But it, <laughs> I feel like that, that it's not. That's what I maybe came up against is why would anyone can. Why would anyone uh, volunteer to be yeah. part of this thing? Which it feels like There's they this, were trying it yeah. with Newton Haven. There's this thought experiment where it's like if you could find if you found a teleporter that um, could take you from Earth to wherever you want in the universe, Mars, whatever. I don't care. Mm. Um, but it doesn't actually teleport you; it clones you. Would you do it? I was like, uh, well, you 
like is that you on the other side of the teleporter basically right it's not a matter of would you want to do it because i think you die right but it's like is that technically you on the other end because it's the same memories same person that you were a couple of seconds ago just in a different place uh, right. So that's kind of yeah, the yeah, it's one well, kind of gray area in this film. It's get, not well, well explained, it's, and yeah, it's like whole, it's not a good deal. Like I, I get the whole like story device of it being like we're literally talking about you know do we um like if you could go back to the way mm. it was when you were when you were a youth, mm. like when you're a teenager, adolescent, or whatever, would you and you know yeah. would you re would you retake those glory days and stuff like that? Yeah, but I don't get like it doesn't. It seems like the deal, the the actual mechanics of it, like yeah. becoming a blank, feels like it's like you just have your brain wiped, and but you just look young. It doesn't feel yeah. like they're actually humans, really, unless yeah. they are until they're taken over by yeah. the network to then do their bidding or whatever. Like, yeah, it is the it is the the greatest area of the film. It doesn't yeah. work as well. I just mean that it it's feels unexplained a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did needed a bit more, and it would have been hard because yeah, this is tricky. I just because we never really got in the minds in the mind of one of the blanks. Mm. I mean, obviously, uh, Peter Oman yeah. becomes one. Oh, Oliver yeah. becomes one. Yeah, but yeah, he not, feels not like very man. much like yeah. he is a robot. And like, Peter that's, actually. That's Peter why becomes one at the end. That's why really I think sad. when people when you say like, "Oh, have you seen this film?" They're like, "Oh, is that the robot one?" Like they're not robots, and they keep on saying that throughout the thing as well. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Yeah. So that's what I feel like. There's a little. It's a little bit tiny, bit muddy there. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, no, you're right. right. It is. It is tricky. Yeah. Um, but still fun nonetheless. Still great. Um, what the fuck happens next? Well, which bar are we up to? So we've had the twin fight basically. They have another fight scene. This time, Andy lets loose. Recreates the... a scene from earlier where he rips his shirt off. Yes. Starts and... bashing, um, the not robots but. Terrifying, uh, terrifying legs on arm socket. Oh, that's moment. creepy. Yep. Um, um, I want to say one thing. Yeah. This is what I was kind of uh, alluding to just a bit earlier. Was uh, this film was I think it was Edgar's first collaboration with Brad Allen, who's a stuntman, fight choreographer. He's an Aussie guy. Oh. This is a really interesting story because so Edgar was kind of breaking it down. This this fight scene with Andy wielding the two stools as like punching gloves. Yep. And like uh, Gary trying to just drink while everyone else is trying to fight. Brad Allen's kind of style is almost to like see how long, see how they can segue one fight move to the next. Mm. So we have those nice sweeping movements, those hidden edits here and there where they like get someone to put a rig on, they hide that and all that kind of stuff. Um, he did the, he, he did Shang-Chi and he's done um, the Kingsman. You remember that? Oh yeah, the oh, of course. It's that you, you, you feel of the same movement in the there, Kingsman. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes so much so, sense with this film. Brad Allen, Australian dude, is a martial artist, was doing it since he was 10 years old. He moved to Beijing to train more martial arts. Wow. And then I think he moved back to Australia and he heard that like Jackie Chan was filming something in Melbourne. And he used some of the stunt guys on it and he was like, oh, oh yeah, and he gets involved. I don't know at what capacity, but basically he eventually work, starts working with Jackie Chan and um, joins his stunt team. Wow. And then he becomes the first non-Asian man to lead the actual stunt team. And that's how he starts getting jobs on Holy crap. stuff like this. So he's a really big deal. And yeah. he's like, he's like, those like, like one take fight scenes have become such a big mm. thing now. So big in like John Wick. Yeah. Like you can of... see, it's interesting to see his style of fight happen. But unfortunately he uh, passed away recently. Oh no. At like a young age, like 48. Which really no sucks. way. Yeah. Why'd you tell me that story? <laughs> you keep doing this to me where I squeal like the Joker. You I make mean, me laugh. Like oh that. man. Oh well. We're talking about something sad, and you make me laugh. Good on. 
Good on him. Wow, that was a great... I love that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I mean, what a legacy. You could see this kind of trend continuing. Yeah. On, but oh, he has, definitely. unfortunately. But I don't know how either. No one's really spoken about it. Oh. But it wasn't like an on-set accident or anything like that. Well, I feel like, like he is... Uh, I feel like... I don't know. Maybe I've been... Uh, Maybe I've been living under a rock and never heard of him, but I had now. I had never heard of but him. But I feel until... like the I feel like the industry needs to be more aware of him. That's great. Yeah. 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 And fight literally, scenes. like fingerprints in so many things that like have yeah. continued. Like there's you know yeah, yeah, yeah. one shot uh, mm. fight scenes are so prevalent yeah. now. I guess the idea is that like the director wants to do one take and he figures out a way to like make it blend together mm. more so than him going, "Hey Edgar, mm. we should." Do... I don't know why he'd be British. Oh Edgar, we should do like fucking one take, mate. Yeah. Him going all right. <laughs> I guess it's more the other way around. Anyway, um, so tangent on Brad Allen complete. After they fight the the twins, the, the like the old young kids, um, yeah. Sam tags along with them, um, yeah. and they meet up with Basil, who is the resident like kind of eccentric conspiracy theorist, who's yeah. played again by Filch. Filch. Whose name I forget. Um, <laughs> me too. Just call him Filch. Me too. <laughs> we literally googled it. Just um, who has no last week? Um, uh, uh, yeah. Who has not been replaced by a blank? Uh, and the blank he he basically tells the blanks are trying to build a galactic conglomerate, Starbucking. Um, Starbucking, that baby. Any humans refusing will be replaced with identical stimulants. Oh, ah. we're idiots. That's why. I was. My whole point of it was like, why would anyone agree to this? But they don't. Right. They well, don't. Yeah. And that's why they butt up. It's, against... it's like if you do not comply, you will be turned into a blank. And that's why they butt up when King is talking to the alien Bill Nye at the end, where he's yeah. like, How, "How's that going?" Then he's like, "Well, we have encountered some <laughs> resistance, but you know, because <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. literally they the poke on... holes in their theory. Yeah, literally yeah. the only um." There are not many people mm. within Newton Haven who are not blanks. But the it's whole, still great because it's like, why, why wouldn't they just turn everyone into a, into a robot? It would be easier. I suppose so. But they're kind of, that's why it's cool because they're kind of peaceful aliens who just want to yeah. make everything kind of like bland and white and, you know, gray. I don't yeah. know. I guess it's, again, kind of poking holes in the whole, um, uh, it's like what Gary's doing with all the rest of his mates, poking holes in their, like, in their, we've got it sorted theory. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We've got jobs, we've got wives. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you haven't got You know what? This film it. is probably perfect and we're not giving it its juice. Um, uh, or at no, least I wouldn't say it's perfect, but it is fucking great. Yeah. Blanks. Um, Blanks, baby. And then um, they find Mr. Shepard, who um, has Pierce um, Brosnan. been replaced. And, the group and he or- tries to convince them to join the team, which is also where we start to reveal that uh, Martin Freeman's character. Oliver, um, Omen, yeah. was a blank. Yes. He has been taken over. There was a pivotal scene where he goes to the bathroom alone. When he comes back, he's a blank. We don't realize it. Yeah, and they realize that he's surgically removed six um, mm. birth shape marked on his head. Yes, that's the that's a great reveal. Because you can see it throughout the... You can see it from as soon as he leaves the bathroom. But yeah. you don't notice it because um, we're dumb. So the blanks cannot replicate scarification, prompting them all except Gary to show yeah. each other their childhood scars, all of yeah. uh, which were caused in some way by yes. Gary. Yeah, so they forget the fact that he had laser surgery to remove that um, that birthmark. The aliens forget that. Or they yeah. don't know how to... Yeah, yeah, exactly what you just said. I'm just parroting you because I don't know what to do. Yep, yep, yep. Um, oh, God. So, basically, they've... Uh, then there's some more shenanigans. They start crossing off the 10th, 11th, and 12th bars on the golden mile yeah the network uh, offers gary eternal youth if he becomes a blank but he yeah. refuses and decapitates his blank self oh well we, we before that we have that pivotal scene where like um they go to the andy they go to the bowls club yeah, yeah, yeah. and andy like reveals 
the what the whole the traumatic thing. Out, yep. The ODing, the the drunk driving, yep. the crash, the him fleeing, yep, all that kind of stuff. And um, then poor. He Peter. also refuses to show the scar that they know he'll have on his wrists. Yeah. Um, poignantly because he has new scars there, which is very sad. Yeah. Um, which we reveal even later. It is dark, isn't it? It's about as dark as you can get. And then Peter, dealing with a very suicidal, like, um, addict, basically. Peter gets He's like living in the past, left behind the when they run through the forest. Really sad. Uh, because he gets so aggr- so keen to beat up this, his old yeah, bully. Yeah, this was the most like uh, um, mean spirited one, almost because mm. it's like it just seems so dark. Him, like with Dylan Moran dying in uh, um, uh, Shaun of the Dead. You're like, mm. oh, he was a dick. <laughs> Yeah, but this guy is literally Come like that. The, the, this is he's yeah. getting a cathartic moment with his like high school bully, yeah. and then he just gets like demolished. Maybe like, it was maybe it was brought upon by the fact that they foreshadowed it in a way that was more realistic. Where when he was a kid, of course, that would be the guy who kind of they lost because para. he got too drunk or like, yeah, he, he, he they left him on they left him para. on a, yeah they left him on a, ba- a bench or something. Yeah, exactly. And then, so they, so the then they were like, point. "Oh shit, yeah. we've got to leave him behind." So I guess yeah. he has to die, kind of. Thing. How they keep outrunning the zombies, and also why they bother to keep doing the golden. Oh no, they keep doing it because Gary's literally an alcoholic and he has nothing left to live for. That's right. Yeah. The the other two, Stephen and Andy, want to now get to the car. Yes, but they have to go through one of the bars to get to the car. That's yeah, right. this, very the, that that that's again that. that feels very much like part of the the the. This is getting a yeah. bit messy now, but we're going to keep pushing through. And I think that it's kind of reflected by that with the two yeah. characters being like, "This is stupid. We should stop doing this." Yeah, it at least uses the momentum of the action. Just yeah, you know, yeah. you're like whatever. And it is it. literally propelled by the character. Like yeah. the king, is, king is like, "No, yeah. let's let's we got to do this." Yeah, yeah. Um. So. Basically, from then on... Um, Stephen is now lost as well. Oh, yeah. actually, there's that hilarious scene where Sam leaves in her car as well. We forgot about that bit. Sam has left the crew. Yes. Sam has made an escape. Gary lets, Gary lets Sam escape Newton Haven by herself. It's like one Pete of the funniest bits where like, she... she, <laughs> she see, they, They're on the roof of some pub. They see her car down, down there. Yes. Oh, and yeah. she's like, we should climb down. He's like, we don't need to climb. He just yeah. jumps and <laughs> destroys really the car almost. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, then he's like, do you want to come with me, Gary? And he's like, uh, no, don't worry about me. I always land on my feet. And she's like, you literally don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you literally didn't. Just <laughs> um, but then she escapes. But this says we kind of we got a. Uh, sorry, I mug- muggled us up. So it says oh, Gary yeah. lets Sam escape. New name by herself. Pete yep. gets captured by by after attacking Shane's and that happens, blank. Yep. And when Andy and Sam, Andy and Stephen want to go home, Gary ditches him to finish the Golden Mile alone. Andy yeah. and Stephen chase after Gary. Because they don't want to let him die. Yeah, as yeah. Uh, do the rest of Newton Haven, and Stephen is captured yeah. after being confronted by Andy. Wait, what happens to Stephen? How does he make it out? Oh, Sam saves him. He gets in the car. Yeah. He gets in the car, and then he like he drives a hole through the wall. Yeah. All that kind of stuff happens. You think he dies. Yeah. After Spoiler being, alert, he doesn't. After being confronted by Andy, Gary reveals his recent suicide attempt and his jealousy yeah, no, of what? Andy's seemingly you fulfilled adult life. Sh- shut the fuck up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Another messy part, actually. Again, What's that? Uh, is the whole love triangle between Sam, Gary, and Stephen. The way Stephen confesses his love to um, Sam seemed a bit underdeveloped. Mm. Like, it is kind of out of nowhere, in a way. He, he, obviously, he's been thinking about her, but we don't get a sense of that. It did, no. And I was like, we almost needed a, another scene with these two together to mm. get a sense of that working. Yeah. Because, again, you get, they get another bit later on. And it's like, I always wanted to say something, but something always came up between us. Yeah, and yeah. Then his and he comes in between them. Yeah, it, shows up. it doesn't seem... It didn't really fit. Well, as I think much we don't like, get her perspective on it a lot. She feels very, imp- yeah, she's very a, passive. Yeah, she's pretty it. underdeveloped as a character, I yeah. think. There's not as much of her to do in this. Yeah. But she's 
Rosamund Pike. She's funny. She's good. Talented. You basically summed it up perfectly where <laughs> oh, you're like, God. Andy tries to stop Gary from drawing that last pint, but Gary's like, no, this is literally all I have left. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm done yeah, after yeah, this. Yeah. Um, because, you know, at that stage, it's getting pretty apocalyptic. So the world is literally ending. But when he pulls that last pint... Well, it's pint, not really. We don't get a sense of scale. Like like in Shaun of the Dead, you got the news... You've got the news... Um, Headlines and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I to suppose get so. It's on. more just like for them, their world, like they're going to yeah. get killed pretty quickly. Yeah, so he yeah. tries to. Someone, it's like someone said they've taken over world leaders, and you're like, what? It's yeah. like the one time where it's like way more talking than actually yeah. showing. But obviously, when he pulls that lever to pour himself the last pint, the floor opens up into yeah. a hidden chamber, and he that's when they kind of confront mm. the network and find out all that stuff about their network of like, you know, taking over planets and, and trying to join mm. them up with this galactic, yeah. you know, perfect federation that is, you know, all mm. about unity and mm. similarity and just, yeah. you know... Conformity, basically. Yeah, conformity. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. Um, when they're like, fuck it, we're human. We're human. We're not about and, that shit. And uh, I guess you could say the theme of the movie is to err is human, to forgive is divine. Yeah. Yeah. So they, 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 they have a... the first, they have that first part of the quote there from some poet. I don't know who it is. Your, when your, like, comparison, to your comparison with how it relates to like... It's interesting because the guys go into the pubs and they're like, oh, it's all Starbucking and stuff. But we don't realize like their lives have kind of conformed. Like they're living the lives that... And then none of them are very happy either. No, it's the midlife crisis. None of them start... They're all doing fine, but none of them them are happy. They're all just getting along with it. There's dissatisfaction. Yeah, and that's the the thing is like... Omen is still hung up about like being um, a joke in a way. Like mm. no one takes him seriously. He always Mm. wants to be this yuppie. He's clearly like trying to compensate for something. Yeah. Steven is in love with Sam and has never been able to admit it. Peter, Peter seems all right. He's got a family. He's interesting. Yeah, but he's bored and he's like, like, I don't know. No, but you know what I mean? No, but he's, he's kind of, he's just, he's, he's still got hangups about his bully. He was bullied as a kid and he hasn't been able to get over And probably feels like he hasn't actually earned anything in his life because he's he's literally working for his dad still. Yeah. And he reveals that his wife has actually left him. He's not happily married. Yeah. Um, he's been trying to piece his life back together. Yeah, so been addicted to work. As much as they, as much as they, that's look, the thing. He's given up one vice for another, which is work. Yeah, I'm a workaholic. Yeah. As much as they look on the surface like everything's okay, much like the town, mm. everything's actually real bad. And so it's like this interesting exploration mm. of like, well, Gary. That's yeah. what I was getting at. I mean, yeah. where it's like, Gary. I don't know. There's something about him that is like he he's honest, even though he's not honest at all. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, he's yeah, kind yeah. of, all, it's at least he's on the surface. You can kind of tell what yeah. life he's living immediately by looking at him, whereas the yeah, others, yeah, they're yeah. hiding things. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're all yeah. hiding things, but yeah. in just different ways. It's one of those things where it's like, he's a liar and he's annoying, but he's compelling. You know? Yeah. He's, he's colorful and compelling. And so when the network is like, you should join us because yeah. your lives will be perfect. It's yeah. kind of like them being like, well, no, that like we've no. lived, we've already done that and it didn't work. So we may as well yeah. just do what Gary's been doing. And yeah, but Gary comes around to their way of thinking as well, which is like, okay, well, I'll, I'm not going to lie much. Like, I'm not going to yeah. be a, like a dick anymore. Well, like, he gives up the drink as yeah, well. He gives yeah. up the devil's drink. Yes. <laughs> which yes. is good. So by the end, he's still going on uh, pub crawls, but now he's just after water. He's got all his old mates as the blanks and going into those. Because <laughs> basically, what ha- like they refuse. And, and because mm. because the network, importantly, they, have, they, they basically unplug from the world. Yeah. And what that does is send us back into the dark ages because yeah. I think that it's a great moment where Bill Nye as the as the uh the network says, Haven't you noticed like 
since we've been here, like technology has skyrocketed. Like you are yeah. more connected than you've ever been. Like, don't you realize yeah, that's yeah, us? Yeah. Of course. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of believable. Yeah. That like, you know, in the seventies and eighties, it was like technology was just starting to become a yeah. thing yeah. really in the eighties. And then it's like, you exponentially know, we had rot- rotary phones and then all of a sudden we've got everything we ever wanted in our yeah. pocket kind of yeah, thing, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so I, I like I like the believability of that. Like, yeah, yeah it was aliens. You know, yeah. it's a cool like sci-fi concept. Yeah. As well. So when they when they those things where this works earth, as a like pretty good sci-fi wrong. movie. Mm. Yeah. Um. Mm. So then we go into like the post credits or not even post, yeah. but like kind well, of. Well, I mean, yeah, the epilogue. The, they, the epilogue the, of they argue with Bill Nye. He convinces they convince him to fuck off. Yeah. He fucks off. Uh, for some reason, yeah, they, everything blows up. Big explosion. Luckily. Uh, Sam's there to save the day mm. she gets lost on the ring road again which is a funny <laughs> callback gag <laughs> got lost on the ring road <laughs> and then they just jump in the car they drive off and they, they leave which is really funny because the ring road is literally like one of the hardest things to get lost on because it's just <laughs> like it's just a ring it just you just it's just right. literally a circle oh, I lost that that's funny um, oh man it's so good but then yeah there's the the epilogue yeah where which is this is the the, the longest not the longest but like this is a bit of a stretch for me Mm. I kind of get tired at this point. Mm. I'm like, why do we need this whole apocalyptic thing? It could have ended with them being like, it's the end of the world. What happens next? I can, no, I kind of like, that, I mean, I, I guess you're right. I would have, very I, different, but I, I would have yeah. taken an ending that was them staring out into the, into the burning village on the hill. So when they, world, yeah. yeah. When they ended like the, the original crawl when they were in their teens, like yeah. looking out into things. But yeah. I think because the film is so much about like what happens after after that night like yeah. what happened like him being like everything was supposed to get better after that night yeah. and then nothing did it all got worse yeah, yeah, yeah. i think it's important that they show actually what did happen this time so yeah, it's like yeah. you know and and they they go through it pretty economically and we've got yeah. of course our very important cornetto um yes men- mention which the is that nick frost the loosest like one. a rapper like hit the fence and like oh i want he talks like, about how he doesn't want like trash food anymore but then he sees the corner yeah, like, yeah. Oh. yeah he's so he's so <laughs> sad he, yeah and it's just a rapper as well so it's not even like anything yeah good. <laughs> he's probably just gonna lick it i guess yeah Get the um, muscles. oh there's also a fence gag which we forgot about when does that happen again uh, uh at some point i don't know it's in the middle basically and, and it's 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 uh gary tries jumping a fence because yeah. he sees a whole bunch of robots of you know aliens charging at him yes Blanks. and and one of my favorite bits about um Oh no, it's a hedge, isn't it? No, he, he falls over plenty of hedges. Oh, okay, right. But like, there is a fence, is a and fence, he jumps, yeah. and the entire thing comes down. He's like, and, oh, and, no. my, and maybe my favorite bit of the, all of the the three movies where Nick Frost uh, says, "Oh, Gary's leading away. Leading away. We <laughs> we can't convince him otherwise. So fuck it." And he just smashes the window through, like to it get is through the, the door. Bit it's of so, physical, yeah, it's of physical. It's so believable. Humor. It's un. It's yeah. crazy how good that is. They, and that, that must have been that would have been. We're both drama kids. We love acting and shit. Yeah. That would have been the funnest thing. Yeah, it's like, like brainstorm with the director. Okay, what level of drunk are we now? Yeah, what does what does twelve pints look like yeah. versus eight pints? Yeah, yeah, totally. That would have been so good. And totally. like for for like for Andy to like have to catch up and get super drunk super quick. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, so we uh, get the epilogue of all the epilogue? different characters. The the weirdest moment I think is the fact that. Um, O-Man much like in Shaun of the Dead like they kind of the zombies kind of are still part of society yeah they reintegrate and so in this way. one yeah the blanks are like O-Man is literally like still like a, a real estate agent yeah, um, still, which still is still kind of a mobile. dig at real estate agents probably <laughs> and then um, Peter is like still a father but he's like a better father is like the implication 
that he's like he's like he jokes and plays with his kids. I don't more. know. Like, it's better. I think it's just still sweet. I well, think I guess he's just yeah. more. I don't know. It's like it's almost like a dig at Peter, where it's like, was he that tuned out as a dad? That I he think was it was like, more that like just, his wife. It was like he said something like his wife didn't seem to notice. Yeah, but yeah, like his yeah, kids yeah, do, yeah. Which I'm like, which is sad. That, but like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I think Peter gets a really raw deal in this yeah. because Eddie plays him so great. Yeah, and like it's just you feel so bad for him. One of the coolest, yeah. I think, and they do it really well in Hot Fuzz as well, yeah. um, is, and they don't necessarily do it in, if we're talking about how these are linked as a three, they don't do the big final, final climax, like hero marching into battle scene in, in Shaun of the Dead, whereas they do do it in Hot Fuzz with the, the antler guns on the back walking through. They do it into, in Shaun of the Dead? Into the town. It, no, they don't, I think. Oh. They don't do it in Shaun of the Dead. They do yeah. it in, in Hot Fuzz. And then in this one, World's End, they have that like operatic, like, oh. Uh, <laughs> like that kind of and it's like the smoke and all that stuff and he walks uh, with his friends into the pub they've got that so yeah got it's like the lone two, ranger walking into the yeah and i love that moment i think yeah, that's done good. really well and he's got he's got his old gang back together yeah interesting because he's again it's like a perpetual adolescence thing and that's the thing is still. is, is a, that's what i came up against again in this film is that i'm like so has mm. he like they've come around to his way of thinking, which is like, yeah, we shouldn't conform, we shouldn't be like boring drones, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and that's kind of the themes of it. Like you, you know. Yeah. But also, does he learn anything in this film? He's kind of like still well, the same guy. Well, he's not drinking. Yeah, I guess he drinks it, water. He's not. A, he's he's also he... fighting for a good cause. Like, yeah, it looks like yeah. he's trying to pick fights with people who are like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what um, I think I missed the first viewing that I was like, he seems like towards, the same dude. This doesn't yeah. seem to work. Why? Yeah. This, or like we, xenophobic know. to the blanks. He's yes. like trying yeah, to pick yeah. fights with people like that. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting because it's it's one of those great. Uh, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, the great humanist writers of Britain. Because, like, each of the... All of the characters learn a lesson, but they sort of, like... They strike a, a balance between their new selves and their old selves. Like, Sean, he's a much better boyfriend. He's getting his shit together, but he still plays games with Ed. He's just a zombie now. Mm. Like, he still does that. Ed's kind of the same as he always was. Ed's which the is exact same. A, yeah. He turns into a zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicholas Angel, he's like, learns to have fun, but he's also now a fascist Avenger. He starts shooting mm. people up and mm. stuff. And then this one, it's, uh, I mean, he's not, Gary's not drinking anymore. He's taking life a bit more seriously, but he's still having fun. Mm. Yeah, he's still having fun. Wow. Well, beautiful sum up, man. That's the oh, three you. movies done. Um, I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah. What would you say now that we've Oh, got and then to Stephen it? and Sam get married or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Gone Girl happens to Sam. Um, <laughs> what's the... Um, the world repairs. Number, let's go, do you want to go three, two, one or one, two, three in terms of rank? In terms of rank. Uh, it's one of those things where as soon as you say the first one, the other, it's kind of easy to figure out. Go three, two, one then. Uh, okay, well, for me, yeah. it's, I mean, it's like, it's not even that there's a big step between uh, three and then There's not a big one. step between any of these for me. Yeah, they're like, but, if but, I had to but order two and one are extremely close. Yeah, okay. But Hot Fuzz still wins. It's Hot Fuzz at well, the world's end and then Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hot Fuzz... It was one of those things where I thought I was going to say the world's end, but it was just a recency bias thing. And as soon uh, as okay, right. and as soon as like a day went, by, yeah, went right. past, I was like, no, well, I'm really I'm glad that you really like it because for some reason in my head I was gonna, I thought that you would have been like, yeah, this film's dumb. I don't like it. This film's dumb. Yeah, it's stupid. Maybe that was old Tyre. I don't know. Yeah, that asshole. <laughs> that I hate that guy. I had to make a podcast with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this gets onto the themes uh, of talking about our previous selves again. The, the perpetual adolescence still in theme with. Um, fucking trilogy. Thus concludes the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. Tyree, do you want to spin that 
Wheel. The wheel. The wheel. Yes, I do. I wheel. So we should say as well. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I wheel. I'm saying I will, but like wheel. (laughs) Anyway, fuck off. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Um, I don't want to be around anymore. I don't want to be around anymore. So we should say that this is our second official spinning. We've done two trilogies so far. We did uh, Bronco Brillage. Bronco Bridges. Bronco Bridges. Bronco Bridges and the Cornetto Trilogy. We are now entering into our third trilogy uh, and and second official spin. Yeah. How many are on the uh, the wheel, man? We have... Oh, fuck. I actually don't know. This... this uh, 72. 72. 72. 72. Have you ta- yeah. Does it take it off after you hit it once? Um, I have to take it off physically. I believe I have. Great. Uh, I mean, I think I have. Before just, we spin, because last time we search. spun it, which was obviously, like I said, our first time spinning it. Yeah. We kind of laughed. We The first time spinning it, we got the Cornello Trilogy, which is insane. Yeah. It's not even the second time. But we, we got we it the first time we properly this. spun it. So yeah. what do you expect? What do you want? What are your hopes and dreams? What are you looking for? <laughs> What do you mm. not want? Because obviously the Cornetto trilogy, I'm very glad that we did it yep. and when we did it. It's, yep. it's a great film, mm. great film trilogy. Yep. Um, we should also say, yes, of course, we think that this is a film trilogy. This is not oh, even yeah, worth this doing. Deserves it's not its even own, worth, it this deserves does, its own box set for deserves sure. deserves its own box set. deserves to be in the unofficial trilogy section of yes, Netflix, which 100%. doesn't exist, but should. Yeah. Um, if so they for those keeping count, Bronco Bridges, Bronco Bridges, no. And uh, <laughs> Cornetto trilogy, yes. Obviously, Definitely. obviously. Okay, so that is look, that is the Cornetto trilogy done and dusted. Done and We've dusted. We've eaten, eaten a and strawberry delicious. Cornetto, yeah. a blue Cornetto, and a peppermint fucking Cornetto. Okay. Yeah. That means it is time for the wheel. The wheel. The wheel of trilogies. The wheel of trilogies. Um. Yeah. So our our second official yeah. spinning. Yes. For our third batch of yeah. three movies we got um, 70 trilogies on this wheel we custom built our first one as you all know yeah we spun it for the first time last a uh, few weeks ago and got cornello trilogy which was insane that we yeah. got it out of 71 possible entries yeah uh we, not we expecting purposely decided not to start with cornetto and, and dollars because we thought we'd, we'd, we won't start with the obvious but then god gave us the obvious uh or the wheel which is my guard which i pray to each night um, so now we've got how many entries, Tari, on that? We have 70, 70 entries, entries on the wheel. So, uh, yeah. Do you want to do do spin it? Oh, I, I should wanna... say, how you? what do you want out of it? Yes. Uh, look, that is a really good question. <sighs> what do I want out of this? Oh, my God. I've been really keen to get... I really want to know your reaction to Old Boy, so I want the Vengeance Trilogy. Oh, okay. Because cool. do you know anything about Old Boy? No. Okay. So this is, I'll be curious to know. I would like I would like something heavy, potentially. Like Old like boy's pretty heavy. I would like not not heavy like I don't know, but like definitely like we've done comedy. Um obviously we had like some comedy in the first one as well yep. with Rip D and yeah. True Grit. And a lot stuff. of American like, Hollywood films. Yeah, so I'd, like, I'd, like, abroad, I'd like I'd like I'd like a broad. Get some I'd Asian like, cinema, some European cinema. Yeah, I'd like cinema. something international. I would like something a bit more meaty to like dive into, like mm. and actually talk about and potentially debate about like the meaning of. I swear because, to God, if we get the old man. Trilogy. Oh man, I'm so excited. Um, but also, yeah, <sighs> I, I just something like that. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind actually, like weirdly enough, like maybe like an animation. Like maybe like the castle one, like the Miyazaki castle one. Another very unofficial trilogy that we've made up, but still cool. Well, we saw it online. We didn't make it up. No, we, I made it up. Oh, did you? Yeah, just because there's three movies with castle on the top. Oh, well, I think that would be full. Cool. Yeah, I mean, fool's, uh, I mean, fool's errand, but cool. 
Anyway, spin that wheel. Oh shit! I tapped the mic. Did it fall out? No, good. We're still going. Sorry, man. I tapped the mic. Yep. Time to spin the wheel. Let's Where go. is it? Where's the actual spin button? Click to spin. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. What is it? God fucking damn it. <laughs> what is it? It is the Uncaged Trilogy. The Rock, Con Air, and Face Off. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're still in Hollywood. Well, yeah, we're still yeah, in Yeah, we're still very much in the vein still of Hollywood. Yeah, American we're deep movies. in the mind of Hollywood. Uh, still, though, it um, it's movie. I've not seen any of these movies. Cool. So That's good. Yeah, I haven't seen any I of them so. either. Like, sat down and watched any of them, really. Yeah, I've and seen... I'm a big fan of John Woo. So and I like Nicolas Cage. I also like Nicolas Cage. Cool. And he did a, there was a trailer for him recently. With yeah. With Nicolas Holt. Awesome. Cajun Holt. Uh, Join us next week for, what is it? The Rock. The Rock. Uh, starring Nicolas Cage. Um, thank you again for listening. Uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast if mm. you like it. Tell your friends. And as always... Be free to do what you want to be. I mean, do. I mean, what? <laughs> I was going to say, and as always, jog on. Or yeah. bring the noise. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. That works. Yeah. That's from the trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Bring the noise. And don't bring the noise because it's a podcast and we're in a goodbye. repeats itself pretty much just pretty yeah. much yeah mm, uh, hang on wait uh what do you mean hang on wait i don't like this <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like what I, don't you like? I shouldn't have read that much <laughs> it's so much well hang on hang on stop stop stop, stop. okay